Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy, Mike. We are back at you live one more again on a Thursday night, man. I hope everybody's feeling good, man. I know I'm ready for tonight's episode. We got the homie Marvin from Elegant Anomaly Reptiles in the building tonight. This is his very first podcast, so I appreciate everybody who came out tonight, who's who's came out tonight to show some love, man. Can't hardly talk, but there we go. We're going to get it right. <laughs> First and foremost, man, shout out to my lovely wife, Takara, the world famous TJ, the DJ. She is holding us down again this week on the ones and twos. Man, I ain't gonna lie, man, last week I was struggling. I was struggling last week with the comments. So definitely glad to have you back tonight helping us out, man, holding us down behind the scenes. Y'all make sure y'all show us some love in the comments and also make sure you show the channel some love as well. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button and make sure you hook smash that notification bell so you can get notifications each and every time we drop a video. We definitely appreciate y'all showing us the support coming through. Make sure y'all go check us out too on your favorite audio podcast platforms. Clutch Conversations is available on all uh, major podcast platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. So make sure you go out there and check us out. And when you go out there and check us out, Please be sure to follow, rate, and review. It really helps us out. We really appreciate the support. We really appreciate all the feedback. Definitely, definitely appreciate everything y'all been doing for us, man. 100%, 100%. Speaking of support, if you're involved in this reptile hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, make sure you're out there supporting USARC and USARC Florida. The link for both organizations are in the description of this video. So if you're not a member, definitely go grab your membership. Definitely give a donation if you can. Do what you can. Definitely spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Make sure everybody in your circle knows about U.S. art. Make sure everybody in your circle knows about U.S. art and is supporting U.S. art in some sort of way. If you ain't got the money, just definitely make sure you you tell somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like anything you can do, anything helps. Definitely spread the word. We need as much support as possible. Shout out to the sponsors, man. We're going to kick the sponsor video. We got a new sponsor tonight, uh, but we're going to kick this first to the night, and we're going to come back at you with one later on in the show. But shout out to the sponsors, man. Appreciate you, Shane. Appreciate you, Justin, for showing love, man. We're going to get right into the sponsor video. Big dreams start in small towns. Small Town Exotics is a family-ran business that specializes in high-quality ball python morphs, Western hog noses, and select leopard geckos. They are proud members of USARC, USARC Florida, and the Orient Society. Stay connected with Small Town Exotics on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Witness their journey as they grow their business and showcase their animals to the world. Thank you, Small Town Exotics, for sponsoring the show.
art comes in many forms. At Armis Angels, it comes to life. Yes, sir, man. Much love to the sponsors. Really appreciate y'all support, man. Really appreciate y'all believing in us. It means a lot, man. We got a lot of folks in the chat too tonight. What's good? What's good? Let's see who we got in the chat right now. Johnny, what's good? First, let's go. Appreciate you coming out, bro. Thanks for the support. We got Blakers Pythons in the building. Appreciate you coming out. Thanks for the support. We got Balls of Paradise. Appreciate you coming out. Glad you got a chance to check out the live. Genetics Nerd, what's good? Christina, thanks for coming out. We got the homie Rock, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Scales, fins, and feathers, thank you for coming out. Let's make sure I'm saying this right. Is it is Micaiah or is it Micah? I'm not 100% sure, but Micaiah or Micah, appreciate you coming out. Appreciate the support. Drop it in the chat, the uh, pronunciation. Morphic Exotics, what's good? Thanks for coming out, fam. Nixon Reptiles, what's good, brother? Thanks for coming out. Joey, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. T Keys in the building, what's good, bro? Y'all make sure y'all check out Hair Down Fridays tomorrow night. And also check out the big homie Ray on my favorite reptile podcast. He got Canadian Reptile Adventures tomorrow, 5 p.m. So catch my favorite reptile podcast at 5 p.m. tomorrow, Friday. And catch Hair Down Fridays immediately falling at 8.15 p.m. So y'all make sure y'all go show some love, show some support. See who else we got. Blackjack Reptiles, what's good? Arizona deep in the building, what's good? We got the guests in the chat. Yep, Arizona in the building. Early, man, I appreciate all the support. Man, I, Arizona folks hold it down, man. I promise you, I promise you. Hey, Zeus, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out, fam. Shane, what's good, brother? Sponsor in the chat. Thanks for coming out. What's good, Casey? Thanks for coming out, brother. The homie Big Wiz in the building again. Man, if you're not a part of the Wiz Tang clan, man, what you waiting on? Go join. Wiz Tang clan. Follow the homie. IG, Patreon, all that. Go check it out. Lou Balls, what's good? What's good? Thanks for coming out. Let's see what else we got. We got the homie Big Ray, speaker the homie, and he shall appear. We're going to stop it right there. We're going to go out hard. Kick this intro, and we'll be right back. Uh, baby, baby, won't you listen to me? I got that flavor. I know you're dying to feed. I ain't no dancer. Just got some hip in my feet Now throw your hands up Ooh, you bring the lighter I got the fuse You make a fire I'll add the fuel Follow my lead Just watch the shoes Gotta turn the heat up Let's this cold
episode 72, Elegant Anomaly Reptiles. What's good? What's good, bro? How you feeling? Bro, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, doing good, man. How's your day been so far? Uh, it's good, man. Good. Can't can't complain, bro. Love the intro, man. You got a got a lot of uh heavy hitters on the pod, man. I love it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Uh, uh I put it together like six probably about three three months ago or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing it. It was hard to uh just figure out like which clips and how to make it go, but like I came across that song, I was like, I definitely gotta have that song. So man, definitely uh enjoyed doing that. Nice, nice. That's what's up, man. It's good to have you on the show, man. What's that? I say it's good to have you on the show, man. Your first pod. Yeah, it is, man. I, I appreciate you having me, man. It's, 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 it's great, man. All love, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. I was going to say, uh, I saw you in the intro. Uh, asked about the, the guy's name from Arizona. It's 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 Micaiah. You had it right it's the Micaiah. first time. I had it yeah. right the first time. Okay, okay. Appreciate so, uh, it. Appreciate he, it. He runs our, uh, our local kind of uh, Arizona ball python breeders uh, page on on uh, on Facebook. So um, I met him early in the in the hobby, man. And uh, his his little brother uh, played his life. Christ, that and run around Zach. Uh, great people, man. Can't complain. Great. They they do they show me a lot of love. So gotta show them a little love back. Man, Arizona. Um, man, y'all be holding it down. We try to. Man. Crew. Yeah. We try to. You know. Uh, for the most part, I know I know a lot of people have an issue with with Facebook and how how it gets online, man. But that group, for the most part, uh, has been great, man. We 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 in there, we, we kind of joke, we laugh, we we give each other a hard time, we help each other out, um, and it's it's not a whole lot of like that Facebook toxic stuff in that group. It's just it's just a bunch of people having a great time. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So you from Nebraska, right? How long you been in Arizona? Yes, sir, man. Uh, I grew up in Nebraska, man. Um, I moved out to Arizona in 2003 after I graduated from college. So um, been out here since October of 2003. Okay. Oh, so you've been out here a minute. You're local at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, you know, it's, it's wild, man. I've, I've literally lived in uh, in Arizona longer than I than I lived in Nebraska growing up. So um, I still say Nebraska is like home, you know what I'm saying? But I've been out here so long, it's like Arizona is really home, you know what I'm saying? So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what uh, school did you say you went to? So yeah, I graduated from a uh, Nebraska Wesleyan, small little like, like private school. I hooped there for a little bit, um, and then yeah, ended up out here. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. All right, bro. So uh, let's get into the reptiles a little bit. So let's talk about let's your background and how you got into the reptiles. Okay, cool, man. So, man, uh, not the conventional way most people kind of get into it, man. I had kind of like the, the typical black mom in the sense that she she was not <laughs> feeling the snakes, bro. Uh, I remember me and my brothers, we would go to this, uh, this pet store. It was like, so I grew up like kind of just off the Air Force Base. It's still base housing. Um, but there's this pet store over there, man. And I swear, like, that guy had, he couldn't have stuff that was legal at the time in, in there. Like, I don't know what he was doing, like. But we'd go in there and we watch him feed the caiman uh, and all that stuff and uh, feed snakes. And we were just we were in there all the time, man. And uh, I remember just trying to get my mom, convinced my mom to let me get a snake. I was, uh, I always thought they were cool, man, but terrified of them at the same time. So, <laughs> What kind uh, did you want? Man, at first, like, you know, it's funny. I was, I was thinking about this. Um, 
he had in there, he had a berm in there. I remember one point in time, like he had uh what he had labeled as like a like a I don't know if it was a miniature miniature like berm or something like that, but like, or like a dwarf berm or something like that. And I'm like, I've never seen a, a berm that like wasn't big. So I kind of I was like, whatever. Um, but that was kind of like the first interest, you know. Uh a second pet store after that one closed, man. Went to the second pet store. My mom eventually let me get um iguana. So I had an iguana growing up for a little bit. Oh nice. Uh, and uh you know, back then those those jokers they were wild caught and uh no no one really liked to tell walk me through like what they needed and uh and that type of thing, man. So I went through a few of them. Um as as my brother would say, they like to uh they like to eliminate themselves back then. <laughs> so uh, you know, just trial and error, you know, uh figuring it out, man. But um in that in that pet store that, that I went to, like the second one, uh that guy had this huge berm that he got from uh like Jake the Snake. He had this picture of Jake the Snake. I don't know if you watched like wrestling back in the day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um he had that man and every once in a while he would let it out and it was like this massive snake and it'd be curled up underneath like a like the little, little dollies you know like that people have now in their, their, their rooms but um yeah. the interest was always there man but was always terrified of them and then uh in college man I was like right before I graduated I was like a senior or whatever but I was like man I'm finally gonna suck it up and buy a snake uh my mom was like when I was a kid she's like man no snakes but when you get older you can know have as many snakes as you want you know have your own place so i got my first snake in college i got a a boa actually a red tail um and that was my first snake um and then uh before i moved out to arizona i had to i gave it away to one of my brother's friends and um which i think several years went by i want to say it was like 2000 2008 ish um i was walking to a pet store and uh, just grabbed some dog food, and this guy had a snake. I knew it was a ball python, but I had never seen anything like it before. And so I started talking to him a little bit, and uh, turns out it was like a sterling ball python. And back then, there was like, guys, there was only like maybe 10 or so in the, in the world. Um, not that many back then. Um, and it just like, I remember talking to him, and he's saying, you know, he, he just kind of worked at, I think it was like a PetSmart or, or Petco, something like that. He's like, I just work here part-time, just something to do. He's like, I, I breed snakes full-time. And so it's like I went home and like I'm a researcher, man. So I went home and was like start looking stuff up. And it was just amazing how much more stuff was on the internet available at that point in time versus like when I was in college, just you know, just six years earlier, uh, before when it was just like normals, you know. So it was like this whole world of, of stuff. So um right then and there, I was like, man, at some point I'm gonna get into this. So what year was this again? That was like 2008, 2009. 2008 2009 okay okay yeah. okay and so that's where you first kind of said hey i want to i want to do this breeding thing and so who was you uh tapping in with at the time to kind of learn about it man at the time um you know it was you know online just watching videos and and uh me and my daughter we watched we watched snake bites quite a bit um so uh definitely did that um and then it was really like i paid a lot of attention to um, like Ralph Davis back in the day and uh, JKR, like their stuff. I was on their pages religiously. Um, also, um, the Snake Keeper, like those are probably like the, the big three. I was on their, their pages all the time, checking stuff out. Um, but watching a lot of like YouTube stuff, 
uh, with with Ralph Davis in particular and and Nerd too when they were posting stuff. So, gotcha. Yeah. I want to rewind a little bit. So yeah. you mentioned like the first reptile you got was an iguana. So yeah. you was already like that would have never happened in my house. Like not <laughs> at all. So how did y'all land on the iguana? Man, you know what? My mom was like, you can get a lizard. I and so, you know, I think they probably had you know like you know, leopard geckos and beardies, but. Just growing up seeing iguanas, like I was like, man, these things they get big, like they're kind of cool. Like looking back on it, I go like, that's the worst, <laughs> the worst <laughs> lizard to get out the jump. Like no experience, no nothing. Uh, uh, and like I said, they they were they were mean back in the day. They were so um, they were all like wild caught. So, uh, but yeah, settled on that man, and and eventually was able to you know get one of those. But that's where it started. So. So she did was, you get these going up to do that? But she was like, no, no, no snakes, like nothing, no, no rats, no mice, you know, whatever to feed them, none of that stuff. She was not feeling that at all. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a slight lag. I don't know if you if you can tell on my I don't know if it's on my end or if it's on your end, but it's a slight lag. So if I over talk you, I'm not intentionally trying to do it. It's just like a slight lag. So my bad. Now nah, you're good. So uh did you get the iguana tame down any? So man, like the first one was the first one was cool. Like that one was like tamed down all right. Like that was that was fine. I could take it out um and handle it. Um I'm trying to remember what happened. Like, I don't know if it's just like back in the day, man, like you, they didn't tell you like proper like ways to like clean and stuff like that. So I think what happened was like I was cleaning it with some like something I shouldn't have been cleaning it with, the cage, whatever, or probably just the fumes, whatever, end up killing it. Um and so, like the second one, though that one was that joker was mean, um, <laughs> and that one there was there was no taming that one down, man. I get tail slaps all the time. Um, it's funny, like I thinking back on it, I had a my dad had these like these like leather gloves, like in, growing up in the grass, like leather gloves take out like to go like shovel snow, and they had like they had wool, whatever, so they were pretty in, like pretty padded. So like I go do my thing in there, I just break the gloves out and do what I had to do. Um, but yeah, that one there was no taming that one down. That that joke was just me. <laughs> and uh, and then like I don't even remember how that one passed away either. But that one eventually ended up you know passing away. I was like, man, skip this. I was like, I'm getting a baby. So I got a baby. I had that one for uh, I had that one for a couple of years. All the way through college, I took it to the dorms with me and everything. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So fast forward back to where we were. Uh, so you're in the ball python world now. So yeah. how long did it take you to pick up your first ball python, and what was it? So, um, so from that first time point in time, where I saw that guy in the pet shop. Um, I didn't get my first snake until 2012. Um, I remember getting back home from the gym, and uh, my son's mom had uh, had some friends that she friend that she worked with at the time, and uh, and they were going to reptile show. Turns out it was the uh, the Mesa Reptile Show, and um, they're like, "Do you want to go?" I was like, "Yeah, let's let's go." Um, and I have to remember at this point in time, like I already had like a list of snakes because I had like this kind of like sample kind of like business plan already put together. Oh, nice! So, like of just not really like a business plan, but, like just the type of morphs that like were out there that I was that I was interested in that caught my eye. Um, and so at that first show, I bought um, I bought three snakes. And um, it's it's in uh, so I did that, and just typical, you know, new wasn't prepared at all, you know. Uh, so um, 
I bought a 1.1 of pastels and I bought a cinnamon. So those are my my first purchases. What was that cinnamon? Was it male or female? Uh, female. Female. Okay, so yeah, okay. two females and a male. Yep. Okay. Okay. So what other um morphs were on your radar at the time? Because you said you had a list. So what all? Yeah. Morphs so at the, at the time, man. Um, I'm trying to think. I go through my 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 purchases like. A few months later, there was like a Repticon or something like that. And I ended up going and I picked up a Fire and I picked up a Spiderhead Hypo. Those were like my first like five snakes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. And so uh, what were you keeping them in at that time? So, man, at the, at the time, like that first, like the first ones I got, I just had like a a little terrarium whatever that i kept them in until like i until my rack came in so like i kind of already researched racks and stuff like that before and so basically i got I got back and i was like all right bought a rack but had to wait for it to come in so literally i had a buddy keep the snakes for a little bit um jeremy claus i'm not sure if he's in the, in the building or not but uh he kept them for me for a little bit and then um i got them back maybe like a week or two before my rack came in so i kept yeah. in there for like a week week or two and uh and then the rat came in and it was off to the races after that gotcha yeah. and so uh how long did it take before you got your first clutch so uh man the first clutch that's that was a lesson in um and in, in buying buying snakes i bought a uh i bought a breeder female just a big uh, normal just because i had a couple males Cause you know what, what newbie doesn't go out and buy males before his females are ready, <laughs> you know? So, uh, I did that, man. But, um, so I was like, man, let me, let me buy a breeder female. And, uh, I paired her like maybe one time, um, and just open up the, open up the tub one day and like there were eggs and they weren't the best looking eggs. They were, they were beat up, man. Um, and so gave them back to my same buddy, Jeremy, and he, he incubated them for me. Um, cause I know incubator and, uh, and unfortunately, like, I don't know if just was up that female man, no backstory on her or whatnot, but she, she ended up passed away, like maybe five or six days after laying. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. The clutch, the clutch, nothing, nothing survived. Just all the eggs went bad, um, went bad in the incubator. So, um, yeah, no, no telling what happened with that. So I didn't really get my official first clutch until a year later. Um, when those females that I grew up were, were ready. So, um, I did that. So that would have been like 2014. Okay. And so you got a baby from that cinnamon female and the pastel female. So, yeah. So I got, I'm trying to think my, very my very first clutch was, uh, actually from the, from the very first pairing I did was, was pastel to fire. Cause the fire girl was, I got her, she was like a, she was bigger than the rest. She was like maybe 400, 500 grams when I got, when I bought her. So she was ahead of the other ones. But, um, but yeah, that was my, that was my very first clutch. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And so did you hit good eyes on that clutch? Yeah. You know, that clutch was interesting. There was, there was a, a couple of fireflies in there. If I remember correctly. Um, I don't, if I remember correctly, I didn't hit very good sex, sex ratio odds. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, couple fireflies couple pastels pastel female and a, and a normal something like that so uh gotcha. it's a decent size clutch but um odds wise maybe not the greatest from a sex ratio standpoint i didn't really hold anything back except for i, I think held back like a firefly male 
Okay, that's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. And so um how did your taste for projects start changing over time and what led to that? Was it just kind of like seeing cool stuff and you was like, I want to work that? Uh was it someone kind of like helping you out? How did that go? Yeah, man. So I would say like I was I was religiously on on Ralph Davis's page and 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 the Jacob Belka page at the time, you know, and uh I didn't have anybody helping me out. Um but I was like sitting on their pages all the time and, and I was really just specifically looking at the females they were pairing. And so um, I don't know if anybody remembers, but back in the day, like Justin would put like his, his clutch records on there. And so like, I was like, all right, well, I was in this space where I was like, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to spend a bunch of money on, on animals going forward. Um, I don't know if anybody has uh, kids out there, but my daughter at the time was at in a, uh, in club volleyball. So um, some of my earmarked snake money, had to get reallocated to, uh, to club volleyball, club volleyball money. Um, so I was like, man, how am I gonna, how am I gonna grow this thing and make it something cool? Because um, I'm looking at what they're producing or whatnot, and like, so I'm like going back, I'm looking at Justin's, at his uh, his clutch records. I'm looking at the, just the females he's pairing. I was like, man, he's making these crazy snakes back in like, you know, 2014, 2015, 2016, and he he's making just kind of like single gene female hats that type of thing. I was like. I was like, I'm gonna have to make it all myself. And so from the get-go, it was like it was always preparing for you know the future. So um kind of like that next round of animals I bought, I bought um I bought a clown male, I bought a pied male, and I bought a few other things I had like a, a albino female, but a few other things that I started like making my own heads at that point in time. And so it was always like, all right, at some point I'm gonna start making visual clowns, visual pods. Um I bought a couple head. Head pod, head, 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 I bought a head pod, a couple head pod females, a couple head clown females um, with attention at some point they'll grow up. But like that was pretty much it from my spending standpoint. Um, and so from the get go, it was like, all right, well, I thought pods were cool. I thought I thought clowns at first kind of grew on me. I didn't really like original clowns, but then I saw my first kind of pastel clown and killer clown. I was like, oh, that's what the big deal is. Then Justin made like a fire clown. And it was like off to the races then. I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> but um, but at the time, man, like I remember even when Justin made like leopard clowns and whatnot, it's like just single gene leopard head clown males were like fifteen hundred two grand. I was like, Oh wow, that wasn't in the budget. So um <laughs> it was like I had to make it myself. So um it took a little while, even now, man. Um the process now has been the same. So it's been it's been a journey, man. I, I felt like, uh, you know, it's funny. Like I felt like on your, on your, on your, uh, little, your IG thing, when you posted, I was going to be on the show, like the, the nip, you know, grind on my life thing like that. I feel like that's been me the whole, the whole time. And then the hobby, man, just grinding for a, a while and just now starting to make some, some cool stuff, man. So it's been dope. Nice. When did you get into the DG project? DG, man. I, dude, I lucked out on DG, man. I got into DG, like, 2016, I bought a DG Posh Head Clown Mel. Okay. And, um, and and grew that Mel up. And it was just like, man, if you if you proof head clown, man, that could be really, that could be really, really crazy. And so um eventually you proof head clown, you know, but um, so I got into DG super early. Um once I found out that it wasn't, you know, compatible with hypo, I was like, yeah, that's the move. And like honestly, like that was probably one of the last, like one of the last animals I bought with Marvin's money versus Elegant Anomaly money. 
So okay. um, I really had to like separate at that point in time because uh, 2016, my son was born. So um, I was like, all right, club volleyball, son. I was like, money was going bye-bye quick. So, uh, so yeah, that's when I got into DG. Okay. How much uh, were the – you said it was a visual clown hit DG? Uh, visual DG Posset Clown. Okay, Visual DG Posset Clown. How much were those yeah. going for back then? So I paid uh, I paid five hundred for that mill. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And so, so that just set stage for the DG Clown project. It did, man. It catapulted because, like, I got him, and I was like, man, I got. I remember getting him in. I was like, this can't be real. It's like just better, way better than the picture. I was like, the picture didn't do any justice. I was justice. I was like, man, like this thing is, it's way better than the picture. I was like. These things are crazy. Like, why is nobody talking about these things? And um, I just I shelved them and, and, and grew them up. And instantly, right away, he went to he went to pretty much everything I could think of. Man, <laughs> um, yeah, he went to a lot. Still, still to this day, he goes to a lot. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, at the time, did some people think it was compatible with hypo? Um, you know, at the time, like there's just a lot of confusion about like just the naming of desert ghosts, you know, you had the desert gene. So I think mm -hmm. that, that turned a lot of people off and they were confused about that, man. But, um, I looked into it. I was like, man, it, it's not desert. So it's, it's viable. Um, it's producing viable clutches, obviously. Um, and then like, it took a little bit of research. It was like, not, not compatible with, with, with hypo. I was like, all right, well, let's, once I figured that out, I was like, all right, yeah, that's, that's it. So, yeah, DG Clown is a dope project. Uh, what are your thoughts on like the, the news that came out about DG? Like, you know, it's funny, man. I actually I, I don't really comment too much on on Facebook stuff outside of our our um our local ball python group. But uh -huh. uh, someone posted the DG like one today about about that, and you know, news wise, I, I think it's just one of those things. Where it's like, use it use it to your advantage to make more visuals. You know, uh, and understand sometimes when you do certain pairings, it's just bad, bad odds. You know, well, I thought in some cases were, were bad odds just, just could be because it's not lining up because it, you got to view it really kind of like like Somerset, I think, on on um, was that the the podcast with with Summer, Justin and, and maybe MJ, I think it was on his. Yeah. She talked about you have to view it really is kind of like a, a, a like double, double visual. visual. Like yeah. So you just have to understand, like, you're going to miss because maybe um you know you don't have you know things lined up correctly so uh instead of getting you know maybe some 50 50 or 25 percent chance odds you're going to be a little little worse than those so um conversely on the flip side of that is sometimes you're gonna be on the opposite side you're gonna be a little bit better too so once <laughs> yeah. you figure that out it can really help you out so um that's gonna be the move around here just kind of trying to get a couple of these males tested so i know like I have so much head stuff that I've been kind of growing up and making. Um, it'll really kind of help me out as far as like what to pair with what I think in the future. So just trying to hit more visuals. Gotcha. How many DG clowns have you hit? I know you hit a few this season. Those are my first ones, man. Those are your first ones? Yeah, right. yeah. I'm not. Congratulations, I'm not sure. bro. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, last year, I, I struck out. Um, which I think I did. So last year, my first shot edit was visual I, I use that that mail again i ran him back to uh one of uh one of his offspring um i did lemon blast which proved double head dg clown at the time she was only 50 percent posset clown 
I paired her back to the father, which was, you know, DG had clown seven eggs. And it, it, at the time it was probably like my coolest clutch because I got visual DGs in that clutch and I got visual clowns in that clutch, no DG clowns, seven eggs. Uh, and, and so, um, it was rough. It was a kick in the teeth last, last year. Um, I had a few guys that I sold DG stuff to that, um, that made DG clowns before me. So that was a bit rough. Um, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if Zach is in the building, but that's Makaya's brother. Okay, um, he hit DG clowns before me. Okay, gotcha. And then, uh, and then there's another guy here. He moved away. I sold him a pair of uh, just head DG females that I was like, their pots had pods. They're 50 percent pots had pods. And so I remember hitting him up on Messenger one day, like, "Hey, look, man, after my my, my DG poof head clown, it's like they're also a 50 percent pots head clown." I was like, "Good luck, bro." And then he hits me up one day. He's like, "Man, he's like." That female, one of those females of yours proved. I was like, show me the clutch. He's like, he, he clowns. I was like, did you have DG clown? He sends me a picture. No words, <laughs> just a picture. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Pastel uh, DG clowns is what he hit. So oh, I nice. had two guys that hit DG clowns before me. Um, but happy for him, you know, but it sucked for me, but happy for them. Uh, so this year for me, man, I'm really kind of hoping it's the year of, uh, year of DG clowns. I have... Uh, Two that I hit so far, and I should have probably maybe maybe three more cracks at it. So we'll see. Those okay. Are the odds, but yeah. Nice, nice. That's what's up, man. Like, I feel like I had bad luck with the DG Clown project, and and last year I had like one pair like in that project, okay. and that girl ended up basically slugging out. Like she had one egg that had like weak veins, yeah, and it went bad on me like in the last like three or four days like right right at the end it, it went yeah, bad yeah. i was like man because i was hoping the whole time i was like at least let this be a banger at least let yeah, this be yeah. a banger so like yeah. i held on hope uh the whole time and so like right at the end like it's just man, that's the worst cut, that's like, the kick in the teeth like, man ah. <laughs> and then this year uh i had a female she dropped seven eggs but three of them were slugs and so i got four good eggs in the incubator okay. right now and so nice. hopefully I get some good odds on those. Um, it's not yeah. shots at DG Clown, but okay. it is. It can be. It can be like some visual clown hit DGs. Oh, and nice, so, nice. And so um, looking forward to that. Hopefully I have good odds, good sex odds, good genetic odds, all that yeah, good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, man. Like I said, it was like a punch in the stomach. Like ah. man, it's, it's the worst, man. I've had I've had a few <laughs> though. I've had a few of those. <laughs> and then um, I got a clown pie girl that should. She probably she'll be laying not probably like six weeks or so. She'll okay. probably be laying. Nice. Um but I put a, a DG head clown mail to her, like a okay. DG combo head clown mail to her, and hopefully she give me some good heads and there's no issues because that'd yeah. be nice to have like some good heads nice. in that like, project. Hit some, hit some visual clown double head DG pods. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, good sir. Be good project, so, man. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I have one long shot at DG pods this year. Um, and then so from uh, I have one female, I'm pretty sure she can proof head pod. She's a, a leopard head DG, she's 50% posset clown pod. Um, so she's paired back to that DG head clown because I'm 99.9% sure she can prove pod. Uh, so I was like, let's figure out that part, the clown part, um, on that one. Um, and then we'll do the flip side with her, her sister, who's just a normal but same thing, head DG. 50% posset clown pod. And we'll do the flip side with her. We'll just pair her to a, something that, to shoot for DG pods. So 
Um, we'll see if those girls end up going or not. I'm not sure if they're going to go or not, but that's just more long shot stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the pirate project just in general? Um, like I know some people moving away from the pirate project. Me personally, I, I like the pie project, but yeah. interesting to see uh, what your thoughts are. Yeah, man. I, I like pies, man. Um, they were one of the first recessors that, that caught my eye. I think just normal as everyone else. Um, person i'm probably i'm moving away from it a little bit too but not because i dislike it i want to put the right jeans in pod and then obviously get into the dg pod but I, my move away from it is just because i don't have enough room i can't do everything and i'm i'm a huge fan of puzzle so gotcha um, <laughs> that's that for me is is it i i love i love pods um it's just if, if i look at my collection in terms of like how many collections i want to do um I'm primarily DG. I'm super DG heavy. So primarily DG. And then like off that, it's like, well, what do what other things do I want to see in DG? I'm already doing DG Clown. Um, I was like, DG puzzle is the move. Um, and then it's like, well, if I'm shooting for a triple, what what works well with both those things that I, that that I think would work? And and I haven't been a huge fan of hypo, but hypo works really well in both those. Um, I know you're a big hypo, like yes, hypo sir. Clown, <laughs> Um, so it's really kind of caught my eye a little bit lately i was like man i was like seeing dg hypo oh i see yates in the building what up yates um we 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 together we we did a clutch together last year so i I was able to get um a pastel uh blackhead doublehead uh dg hypo from the clutch i did with yates man but um so hypo i think in those caught my eye so i want to do a lot of it but i'll definitely want to mix it in and both those things and it's like from a room perspective and how many clutches I want to do a year. Um, because for me, man, this is, this isn't something I want to do full time. It's like, it's not, it's always gonna be kind of like a, a hobby ish business type thing for me. So I want to kind of cap my clutches and uh, really just work with those types of things. So um, something has to go. And, and for me, it's, it's pod, I guess, out of that mix. If I got it, if I got to cut something, it's like, uh, I gotta guess it's gotta be pod. So I'll do a little yeah. bit of pod stuff, but, not 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 as much uh dg clown dg puzzle and hopefully some hypo mixing and all those things as well so so what genes are you going to work with in pod in pod yeah um and not necessarily recessives but like uh incomplete dominance more so yeah so right now for me it's uh, a lot of inchy because i want more pattern in there so inchy orange dream um I, I'll, I'll try and work pinstripe in there as well something's going to give more pattern um, I really like Blackhead and, and, and even GHI in there too. So gotcha. um, those are some things I feel like I'm already working those in, in my DG stuff and even DG Clown stuff. It'd be easy to kind of easier to mix in and go DG Pied with those route with those types of things. Those uh lace combo clown pies that Justin hit. Man, those are insane. Yeah, I I'm, I'm team lace, bro. Uh, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I haven't talked about this yet at all. But I, I just had my first lace, uh, lace clown clutch. Uh, oh, so, nice. Um, so what was the pairing? The pairing was just a, a, a normal clown. Um, I paired her uh, to two different males. I paired her to a, I have a chocolate double head, uh, hypo clown male. Oh, nice. And then, um, I also paired her to a a lace. Pet clown, uh, he's also 50% poset DG hypo. So I was like, let me do that. And um, hopefully I get a dual side, but either one of those males takes it. 
I'd be happy with either one of them. And and the lace took it. So um, no no chocolates in there at all. So it's all lace stuff. So just just normal lace. But man, like they look so good, man. They yeah, so yeah. Good. I'm team lace for sure too. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And team chocolate too. Yeah, so, I, lo- I love I love. Couldn't go wrong with either one of those. Really can't. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, man, like I felt like my clown stuff, like I just was missing, and just um, it's just lacking. Just from from in my opinion, from when I entered the hobby, like what I felt like, I, man, I, I could have hit some things, just missed, had some bad things happen. Um, I was like, so for me now, I was like trying to find like a little bit more like the obscure stuff to put in the, in the clown. So that's why I went with chocolate and I went with lace um, just to throw those in and, and try and hit something cool. And then and then turn right back around and flip that into to more clown stuff or, or DG stuff would be the move. So Nice. Yeah. And chocolate yeah. is one of those jeans that ages really well too it does it ages it really nice well. it ages really well yeah so. i love chocolate so which route are you trying to go with the chocolate hypo clown project with chocolate man um hopefully the eights won't get too mad at me for telling about this but he posted on ig so i'm gonna say it anyways uh <laughs> we, we did a we did a clutch we have a joint clutch together man um so he, uh i sent him my chocolate she's a posh at dg girl um and uh so i sent that over to him to pair to uh to one of his dg mails i don't know if he said the mail on there so i'm gonna I'm a shy away from saying what mail he put okay to him. okay respect. A, unless he says something in the comments man but i'm gonna shy <laughs> from that but uh that could be something really good man um and then from there whatever whatever comes out of that hopefully um you know we we can she proves we can get some some nice you know chocolate clown uh, chocolate dg stuff she's instantly gonna go to 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 you know clown Clown at DG and, and yeah. quickly try and get that in, in a, to DG Clown. See, I see Matt talking my language in the comments. Like, he's talking about uh, Blackhead, Chocolate, Wookie. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love all those jeans in that complex for the most part. Like, I don't work with Spider and I don't work with Champagne, but and I don't work with Hidden Jean Woma, but pretty much everything else I like working with, like Cypress, Spot yeah. Nose. Okay. Uh, I don't have Wookie, but I want to get some Wookie in my collection. Uh, hopefully I can get some at the end of the year. Uh, what else? Uh, I, I don't know if I said Cypress, but Cypress for sure. Cypress um, all of that chocolate, blackhead, yes. all that. I love yeah, yeah. Same same over here, man. I love all that, man. Uh, Cypress. I had some uh, some Cypress stuff um, that I'm excited about. Some Cypress special stuff. Their head DG that I'm excited about. Oh nice. Um, I like I said love love the chocolate stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. What else did you say in there? That, that, uh, blackhead wookie blackhead um hinging woma you said it i i, bro, I, I love hinging woma stuff i have a, a i don't have a, any i don't work it but i don't dislike it i, I don't have any for me man I, I think i think it slept on like um you know justin you know put out spot those clown stuff and uh and i think people really kind of skipped over hinging woma it does it reacts very similarly you know it's really busy um so i, I like that a lot i'm definitely going to work that in DG, into dg clown um okay I have a, matter of fact, i have a clutch an incubator of of some some hidden Woma stuff uh they just hashed out a couple days ago so um yeah that, that should be pretty cool stuff too it's that's my my one kind of non non-recessive for the most part that that clutch is like 50 percent pot pod i was just kind of like trying to Trying to prove out a female, she was a. Uh, I bought her as Hidden Gene Woma, Yellow Belly or Spectre, 
Um, her first clutch she gave me, I paired to a gravel and I didn't hit anything in the clutch that could tell me either way what she was. So um, I ran her back to something that had yellow belly in it. So um, there's some, there's some, you know, super striped stuff, Hindu woman, super striped, super striped stuff in there. So, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I like Hindu woman a lot, man. Nice. Rashad from 212 Exotics. Uh, he work a lot with uh, Hinji Wom, or he likes it a lot. Yeah, I like I like it a lot, man. I feel like it's, it's slept on, so um, it's definitely gonna get ran into to DG DG Clown definitely. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so you recently had like a, a Partho was she a Clown Pod was it? Yeah, man, that clutch was so interesting, man. Um, you know, I've I've gotten uh, some people on there tell me like there's no no way that could be Partho and whatever. So um, basically. I was just trying to make leopard clowns that were het DG. So the pairing was uh, a leopard het clown, 50% posset pod. I paired her to DG het clown because DG het clown goes with pretty much everything. <laughs> and so uh, that was the pairing. And so, um, you know, I was here with my, my son and he, he, he does, you know, a lot of like the, the, the clutch cutting with me. So um, he's having, having pick out, you know, egg and, Cut it, and I was like, "That's a pied. What? What's, what's, what is this? Like, this don't make no sense." Um, second egg, clown. Okay. Next egg after that, clown pied. I was so confused, bro. And then, <laughs> uh, um, you know, had uh, another egg after that, like deformed. It was a clown pod, deformed um just never made it out the egg uh then cut the other one clown pied deformed as well uh some people here i told them that that snake looked kind of like i don't know if you want to follow nerd and all but snarfles like the retic yeah. that that snake looked kind of like that it made it out the egg it shed um and then it died a couple days after shed so yeah. um so and then everything else everything's all female so, uh, oh, and there's a leopard in there too. So, um, my understanding is that uh, the leopards in there are all super leopards. Um, so, super leopard, super leopard pied, super leopard clown, and then um, the clown pied. And they're all they're all doing well, man. Except for the super, except for the super leopard, she's she's weird on eating. Um, but the other ones, man, they they smash food. So um, how, how does it work uh, with the partho in terms of like passing their genetics? So do they just pass two copies of everything, like, or every, every gene that they pass, they pass two copies of it? How does it work? So, so since you mean, I was, I was actually, I, I was actually uh, messaging Ben the other day from Rare Genetics because someone else had brought up like, man, like, there's, there's, there's no way that could be a, a partho clutch, and so I was like let me message him real quick and see what, he, what his thoughts were on that. And he's like, man, basically in that pairing, he's like, you should get, you know, normals, leopards, pods, clowns, clown pods. Um, now flip side of like the normals, they're only going to be normals of all that. So um, normal clowns, normal pods, normal clown pods. Um, flip side is all the leopards are all going to be supers. So you get two, it's basically like you get two copies of everything. The, the chance to get two copies of everything. Cause it's just the mom's genetics. So um, the great thing about that is that the mom proved had pied, which I thought she was going to prove. Um, so it just kind of ran through there and it just so it turns out that 
you're going to get a chance to make all those different combos off that mom. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So she threw two clowns, two pod. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. copies of clown, two copies of pod. That's what's yeah, up. That's what's up. And you said she's doing good now. She's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. All, mom's doing well. Um, all the babies are doing well, except for the leopard is kind of the only one that's kind of iffy on eating. She'll eat one week. She always kills the food. She but sometimes she just doesn't eat it. So um she's she's the only one that's not like consistently eating she'll eat one one week and, and actually eat um and then she'll following week she'll she'll wrap won't eat it don't know then she'll wrap she won't eat it try and refeed her and then like the following week she'll eat so um trying to get her going a little bit more consistently but the other ones man they're doing well they're smash food that's what's up that's what's up so yeah i don't know a ton about partho obviously but like next to are they fertile? Um, my understanding is they are fertile. My my okay. understanding is they, they're fertile. Um, but uh when you get a clutch from them, that the majority of the time they end up passing away after they, they lay a clutch. Oh the, that's what I've heard. I don't oh, know wow. I don't know the accuracy of that. Um, but did, did they say why? I don't know, man. I matter of fact, just sponsor Shane, Shane Kelly, like man, shout out Shane, man. He was a big help. Uh, and that I knew he had a couple parthos, so he was one of the first people I reached out to. Um, he was super helpful. He's always been super helpful whenever I reach out to him. So um, shout out Shane if you're still still out there, man. Appreciate yeah, you. Shane, a good dude. Yeah, solid dude, man. Speaking of sponsor, let's take a real quick break. Shout out to another sponsor, brand new this month. Let's do it. Every day at Reptile Lifeline begins with a promise of quality and commitment. We carefully select our ball pythons to offer you nothing but the very best. Our quality isn't rushed, it's enjoyed, just like a moment of peace by the water. That's why we've chosen to focus on the loan game, working projects such as Pied, Clown, Desert Ghost, Rainbow, and Sunset. At the end of the day, we're fired up about quality. That's the Reptile Lifeline promise. Shout out to the homie, Harry. Appreciate the support, brother. It's dope, dope, man. Dope. Uh, Rainbow, man. Rainbow doesn't get a lot of love. Rainbow looks so good, bro. Man, it looks crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> we're just joking. Up the day, man. I, I wish I had unlimited like resources because I would work every single thing. <laughs> Probably uh, not, but uh, still, I would work a lot more if I had like a lot more space available and like, just like resources. But that's another yeah, one. good. Yeah, uh, the homie Joel out here from State Forty Eight. Um, he had rainbow. He's the first person, only person I seen with rainbow. I remember being over his place and, and opening the tub. I was like, I, I closed it right back. I looked at him like, bro, you gotta be kidding me. This, this don't make no sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, rain, rainbow is dope, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And speaking of like other projects, puzzle is another one that um I like too. But trying my hardest like to just not do it, not pull the trigger. But probably at some point I will get into it. But yeah. puzzle is another one I want to work. So you say you work in DG puzzle. Uh, what else are you throwing in? Yeah. So um, my puzzle female, um, she's sixty six percent positive hypo. So okay. eventually, so the first year, um, I have a collection ink beta from her right now. She saw a DG, of course. Uh, so because um, I I need I need a male to run to uh, something I'm growing up. So, um, but next season if she gets back up to size, I definitely want to pair. I have a chocolate hypo head clown though. Um, 
definitely want to throw something hypo to her just to prove see if she's had hypo. Um, I like I like that puzzle hypo, DG puzzle like that route um, with that project. So um, that's like the direction I'll go with puzzle. Okay, yeah, puzzle's dope, man. It's a it's a, a it's a lot to be done with puzzle. Yeah, Still. I feel like puzzles like um, I feel like it's like the newer breeders version of clown. Right, like okay, Josh was saying something similar. Do you think it'll overtake clown? Josh thinks it will at some point. I don't know if it'll overtake clown. I think is I think it's just more opportunity out there because like it's it's newer. Um, it does some similar stuff in terms of like busy pattern, depending on what you put into it. Um, it brightens stuff up, even like pastel and puzzle. Like, who would have thought? Like, pastel and puzzle looks really good. Even if you hate pastel, like it looks really good. Um, so it, it does, it does, you know, some some brightening stuff too. So I think long term, it, it it may be at some point equal footing. Um, you may see clowns take a step back. Who knows? Because it's it's been worked longer. But um, you know, and and the direction the hobby's going with doubles and triples, it's like there's so much in puzzle that hasn't been made yet. So I mean, you can just work regular puzzle um, for a little minute and and make some cool stuff. So I like that project a lot. Yeah, I think. DG Puzzle, Ultramel Puzzle, and Hypo Puzzle are like the three that intrigue me the most. Ultramel Puzzle looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have any Ultramel stuff, Ultramel or Monarch. I like Monarch too. Um, I know okay. there's like Monarch, Ultramel, you know, Ultramel controversy out there. <laughs> um, I, you know, for my collection, speaking of, you know, having, if, if you know, more, more space, more money, more time, that type of thing. For my collection, I'd probably work Monarch just because I think that those darker kind of burgundies would look really good in dg um i'm not gonna work either one of them but uh you know they both look really good no no hate on either one they both look really good There's yeah like i'm firmly team ultra male but i ain't gonna lie i like monarch too yeah 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 it looks they both look good and they they both serve their purposes absolutely absolutely you put the right thing in put the right thing in, in ultra male it's gonna be banging but the yeah, right I thing still in monarch, it's gonna be banging. ultra male too yeah. and I mean, you obviously know, but Hypo Clown is probably hands down my favorite project. And then throwing DG in and doing Hypo DG Clown, like I, I really like that project as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's a ton to do with with Hypo, and then I feel like Hypo is slept on a lot too, just for like the aging, right? And how well the Hypo ages, because I mean, I don't have a single Hypo animal that browned out or anything like that like it all looks yeah. good as hell as an adult so yeah 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 man you know, team uh, monarch <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um i actually just got my first visual hypo um and that's that hypo chocolate head clown mail uh that i'm okay. growing up so um, that's a nice meal to have too it is matter of fact i got that from makaya um earlier so uh yeah, it's a, it's a nice male to have, man. Um, and he looks he looks good. He's you know growing up real well over here. So uh, looking forward to producing some more hypo stuff. Um, and what's funny, man, like I wasn't a big fan of hypo either. And then like people were like, man, Marvin, you have like all this DG stuff, and you're making be making a lot of DG stuff. Like, have you seen DG hypos? Like, uh, you know, it, everybody that has DG hypos that I know has DG hypos, like it looks so good. And so I would see more of it. And I'm like man they're not lying bro like all right so so uh that was that's the move man i was like all right let's let's figure out how to how to work it and like i said i only had a few things the things i had that were hypo were just because i i like the jeans you know so 
um, a while back, I bought a blackhead hypo female. Um, and I didn't really care about the head hypo part. I just wanted the blackhead in the collection. And uh, it was a really good quality blackhead. And um, I was like, all right, let's just do that. So um, the stuff I've had, even the puzzle girl, um, Posset Hypo is like, I just got her just because she's a breeder size puzzle. She's like, <laughs> I, actually, I got her. She was like 900 grams is when I, I think I bought her at. So it was like, that's where it started. And they were going so fast back then. So I was like, I just pulled the trigger. I was like, no, done. So um, then I looked at, I look up and it's like, you know, you have four or five animals that are pet puzzle, Posset puzzles. Like, let's make that move and let's see if we can. We can work that into some things. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So when was it you picked up that girl? Um, I picked up the puzzle girl in 2020. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 2021. 2021. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's lagging again too. So again, I apologize if I'm talking over you. Oh, you good, man. Sorry, that may be on my end, man. So apologies. Well, it's all good. So my internet be be tripping too. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, man. So <laughs> what what was the animal that like that I know you're like say you're big hypo clown fan. What was the animal that like you're like, nah, I got the hypo clowns to move for you? What was the animal that made hypo clown to move for me? Yeah. That's a good question. I think just really like seeing the hypo clowns. Like I really like the hypo clowns. And so I was like, that project has a lot of potential and I got hypo, I got clown and probably like, it's probably like what, two, two and a half years ago. Now, like I really start thinking in terms of like a multi-recessor mindset. And it was just like, it was, it, it made perfect sense to me. And it was something I liked and it was something I had in my collection already. So why not work? So, What's the, what's the hypo clown? Um, if, you, if all things all things go well on your end, what's the hypo clown that you that you really want to see out of your collection? Just like uh, this year coming up, if you if you have a chance. This year coming up. So yeah. this year coming up, I only got one shot at visual hypo clowns, and it's nothing like spectacular. I mean, it's it's dope, but it's not like nothing like groundbreaking. It's not gonna be like a world's first or anything yeah. like that. Uh, and so it's a pastel inchy double head hypo clown to a Mojave hypo clown. Okay. And so I have some shots, some double visuals. In fact, that'll be my only shot at double visuals. And she in the blue now. And so she should be having her prelay uh, any day now. Okay. And that's this year. But next year is when my hypo clown stuff, hopefully, knock on wood, stuff should start taking off and kind of like growing legs. Um, because I got two hypo head clown girls that I don't think they're going to go this year. One of them, I know it's not going to go. One of them looked like she was going to build, but um, yeah. I don't think she's going to do anything. And so hopefully both of those will be ready next year. But okay. it's the male that's really like changing things for me. And so it's a vanilla dark night, uh, 100% hypo male. Yeah. And so I should have some dope pairs with him because I'm going to put him to a chocolate leopard. Huffman double head hypo clown female next year. I'm gonna put him to a blackhead inchy double head hypo clown, and then a couple more parents too. And so that's nah, when my hypo nah, clown nah, stuff should start taking off. Hopefully, nah, yeah, yeah. That, that's so that's, a on wood. <laughs> that's a banger of a male, man. I like that a lot. 
Yeah, um, I got him from um from um five one four. Okay, okay, nice, nice. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, I, I kind of stumbled into the hypo clown stuff from Makaya. Uh, trade some stuff with him a little while back. So um, hopefully next next season I can hit you know visual hypo clown stuff. Just just chocolate hypo clown from that mill. I have a uh, a clown posset hypo female that I'm growing up. She's 66 percent posset hypo, but um, that could be pretty cool just to do that and then like I said, flip that into some clown stuff. So just to try and amp up my my weak clown game over here. So the chocolate chocolate <laughs> the chocolate <laughs> hypo clown game. That's the move, bro. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah. That's the move, bro. That'd be nice. So um outside of that man, it's just trying to figure out if this that lace mel I mentioned earlier, if he's gonna prove het for DG or or hypo, that I mean one of those would be really nice. I, you know so um that lace head clown mel he saw a a pastel clown or excuse me not pastel clown he saw a pastel dg that was pasta clown she tested negative for clown though so um so fingers crossed he proves that dg in that one if not um i try and find something hypo to throw him to too uh i have a double head i have a chocolate double head uh hypo clown female i'm growing up um she won't be ready for next year i don't think but that could be it. That could be pretty interesting too, down the line. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's yeah. gonna be dope. I'm team bro. lace over here, man. I love I love lace stuff. Oh yeah, man. Lace stuff is is dope. Yeah, yeah. Lace is dope as hell. Yeah, man. So. Outside of that, man, I'm, I'm envious of uh, I'm envious of all you guys who've gotten who've gotten in the hobby a little bit more recently because the bang for you guys is buck, man. Like the animals you guys are able to pick up, they're just they're just crazy. So. Um, on my end, I just look at it as like, man, I've, I've been taking all this time to, to hatch my own stuff and grow stuff up. It's like looking to bring in like a banger mail, like to, to really kind of amp up when I'm producing or produce a banger mail. You know, that that DG Clown stuff is going to help out a lot. So. So based on what you got right now, if you had to pick up a banger mail from somewhere, what would be kind of like the perfect mail that could like really kind of like take you to that next level? Like what would be the perfect mail? Man, that's a great question, bro. Um, honestly, man, I, I I kick myself because um, I didn't pull the trigger on getting a Krypton head DG mail a while back. Um, with all the stuff I have, that's that's head DG posset clown. Having another banger mail with like Krypton would would work. So it, it'd be some type of DG Krypton head hypo mail, right? Like like something like that you know um and obviously with with that type of a mail like the jeans you put in there um would be you know something something dark like what not what don't i have that or that would be great as like a double like some type of like od blackhead lace oh, that's nice. crazy like like if you know money's no object object type of a thing you just kind of like make up whatever like like that mail exists, you know, <laughs> but some type of like, like OD lace, you know, blackhead, Krypton DG head hypo would be like insane, you know, and just, and then just run that to everything. So in terms of like stuff you uh, might produce, if you hit like that mail, like a super chocolate hypo clown, really that's like a triple. Yeah. Like the way it's going to behave. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah that'd be crazy 
that um, even even if you put that with with spot nose or or hinging mama, I think uh, those should still those should still be a lelic, right? I, I yeah, think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that, so you're not making normals anymore. Like that that stuff, in my opinion, would look really good um, with what with what I'm working with. DG clown, hopefully some puzzle stuff, but uh, yeah, that stuff will look really good in the mix. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, like that'll be that'll be nuts, bro. Like, yeah, man, this is like you know you get in these conversations and the wheels just kind of like start start turning. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, man, I, I've been, I've been like like on on the cusp of like making cool stuff. I joke around all the time. I haven't made anything cool, man, but. You know, it's it's the past couple of years have been slowly making something cool here and there. So, um, yeah, it's like you get to that point with the collection, you're like, man, like and the wheels just start turning a little bit more. Like, man, I could really start making some banger, banger stuff here pretty soon. So, I see Sloan says Stranger Lace Clown. Stranger is one of those jeans that I want to get in the collection, but I don't have it. But I definitely want to get it in. But I'm definitely going to go like, double recessive with it once i get it in yeah man i i like i like stranger stuff man a lot i don't have it in the collection either i have mahogany though um coach and, uh, huh oh hey what up coach <laughs> that's my job uh and um so I have, I have mahogany in the collection and uh so last year i wanted to pair that mahogany to paso clown hat dg because i like mahogany clown stuff and that passive clown at DJ, I can't give him a brief for nothing. So uh, <laughs> I was like, you know what? She was getting pretty close to like when I should repair up and just saw on signs since, since she didn't go last year. That Mahogany girl didn't go last year. I was like, let me like, let me try and one, one lock clutch it with, with this DG head clown mail. Cause I don't want to wear them out too much. But like, so a lot of my stuff, I like, try and get, you know, one or two locks and just call it good. Um, I was like, let me see if I can just do one lock with, with her. And get her to go and hopefully you know we'll shed test some stuff and and make some mahogany head dg and hopefully double head dg clown stuff and then hopefully quickly flip that into dg clown how many uh females does that dg head clown see per year like i imagine he's a soldier at this point he's a soldier man he's he's <laughs> huge uh um you know i have man, that's that's great i he'll probably see like eight or nine girls this this season Oh, nice, uh, nice. And it, it helps, like, like when I look at my parents, like about half of them are are, are, are proven breeders. So with that stuff, it's it's easier to to just do, you know, two locks. You know, I know, and I try and get that lock in early, um, about the about the time I normally pair them that first lock in. And what I do, man, I actually cause I don't ultrasound. I don't have ultrasound, so I basically like I'll I'll get that first lock in. I'll skip the next month. I won't I won't get a lock in. And then I'll do the following month after that. And typically, like, it's just two locks and done. Um, that way I don't wear them out. I know ultrasound would be really helpful to not wear them out. But um, some of that stuff, it's like, I know when they're going to go. They're going to be, they're going to lay about the same time, you know, the following year anyways, as long as they've had, you know, they ate well. So you got the institutional yeah. knowledge with your females. What's that? So you got that institutional knowledge with your females. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, it, it really helps with like uh, just you know watching your girls and and that they just have that look, you know, when they're they're gonna they're gonna go. So um, yeah, it definitely is helpful for not when I don't have an ultrasound. Just like make sure I only get like 
one or two locks and that way i'm not wearing them out and, and with these younger girls that way you can get an extra lock in you can go you know three locks with them but i try with 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 proven breeders like one or two locks and call it good gotcha okay okay yeah um the other day i was talking i think it was i think it was with josh but uh it was on the show and he was uh he mentioned like with the younger males to try to get like a, a extra lock in because i had mentioned that um i was trying to do like the two or three and he said yeah. that sometimes it might be helpful to get that fourth one in with a younger male otherwise you get like weaker veins and yep. i think that's what happened with that one where um the girl had seven eggs and i got like three uh slugs i yeah. think that's what happened i don't know like I'm, I'm trying to figure out like this whole slug thing like it's, it's got me like pulling my hair out yeah <laughs> I, I would agree man um that that clutch i was saying that lace clutch i was talking about earlier like both those males that i paired to her were, were first time breeder males so the the chocolate went to her early um and uh she was already starting to build a little bit then at that point in time but um he went to her early and then i had the lace come in late like almost like three weeks before she ovulated like he, he came in super late maybe a month maybe i would say maybe, maybe a month before she ovulated um and got that last lock in but yeah i think with those young males it's definitely helpful to get that extra lock in and uh just to kind of shore up the clutch yeah so that's another little tool that i'm gonna put in the old toolkit going forward yeah man yeah that and uh i think for me early in in the i'm gonna take a quick pause hey hey good luck on that on those clutch and that clutch uh big 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 fella rob's uh talking about his clutch he had coming up but, oh yeah the uh hypo that, super chocolate yeah, yeah, that, yeah that good luck with that bro um, yeah yeah so um yeah with the my thing early was like you know because you know, I was producing my own stuff, making trying to make my own heads. I didn't have like backup metals. So early, like if like I remember like the pod mill I had, like he didn't go the first year when I had some 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 females that were up to size so I could make some visual pie stuff and end up having to wait like a whole extra year because I didn't even have like a head mail to back up. So um having backup metals um is helpful. Even like I said, that that passive clown head DG mail, man, like I sold. I, I now I look back on it, I was like, man, I, I sold, you know, three or four Clownhead DG Mel's when they were kind of hot. Um, I was like, can one of y'all send one of those jokers back? Because, like, <laughs> like, man, like, I, I could have, there's some stuff I could have hit. I was like, I, I need that Mel to, to do some things. So, um, you know, I held back another Clownhead DG Mel that I produce, and hopefully he can he can go later this season and, and steal a clutch or something like that. But we'll see. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I'm not at that point to where I got backup meals in every project. I got like a backup meal in like one project, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, having that backup meal definitely would have helped out earlier. Um, heck, even last year would have helped out with that case. That case, but um, and then yeah, making sure I, I'm not wearing out my 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 stud mail with with no ultrasound, just trying to, you know, I, I'm I'm eight seasons deep, I think. So. You know, I start picking up on those signs early, you know, from, from females like looking like they're going to go. They just kind of get that that mom kind of pudginess towards the end as I pick them up and kind of hang them vertically, you know, and, and you can kind of see the belly kind of protruding a little bit. You go know, like all good signs in the bull wrap and just look for all that stuff, man. Cool, cool seeking. And uh, some of those tips I picked up on, like, like just listening to people talk about it, um, you know, and, and picking up on it as I as I do my own breeding. So it's helping gotcha. a lot. yeah, man. Yeah, um, I'm not the greatest at. 
Neither am I. That's exactly what I was about to say. Like, I'm not good at palpating yet, but I, I can tell the difference when, like, a female is pretty far along just by yeah. how she feels. Yeah. And so I have noticed that, too. Like, when I'm going through and I'm taking them out the tub and stuff, like, oh, yeah, yeah, she feels mm-hmm. different or she feels close. Yeah. She feels different than she normally does. And yeah. so I am starting to, like, feel that. But yeah. um, I'm not at palpating yet. Like, yeah, even, like, even, yeah, even, like, to tell, like, the base, like, it starts to get, like, a little, like, a little firm. You know, like you can just you kind of pick them up as they kind of like as they're going through that progression of, of and, and so like I, the way I hear people talk, who, who when I hear people that ultrasound, when I hear them talk about like follicle size and follicular development, like that was kind of like the reason for like my, you know, pair them once, get them feeding, see how their the feeding response goes. If they start pounding food, I'm like, oh, that's 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 a good sign, right? Like, all right, so I'll skip that following month. I won't won't pair, um, try not to waste, and then like. We'll follow up again, like so. It's like a two month break between like that first block and the second one, and I think like timing wise, I should time up if she's if, if her follicles are growing like they should. That should time up somewhere with her being, I think, on the the follicular development side, like eighteen to, to twenty ish mils. So another good time to pair. So um, that's just the way I've worked it. You know, at some point I'll I'll, I'll have to ultrasound. Um, and, but Eric said that he got the hookup on the ultrasound. Yes, yeah, I saw that. I saw that <laughs> you know, I, uh, for the local guys, man. I, I know, I know Zach had an ultrasound and I, I tried, he let me brought it a couple times and I tried. And for the most part, I just, I couldn't get it figured out. I was like in here and, and I was like getting frustrated. I was like, let me just do what works, you know? So, <laughs> uh, I, I went back to old faithful, man. <laughs> Greg, I appreciate that. Make sure y'all get those likes up, make those likes respectable, get them up. <laughs> that like button, man. <laughs> so, what was I about to say? It had to do with the ultrasound. I don't know. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Yeah, because I, I know, I know you, you ultrasound, right? Like, you yeah, ultrasound. yeah, yeah. Like right now, ultrasound like every three weeks. Okay. And so that helps me because, I mean, we only been doing it since what twenty twenty. We only okay. been doing uh, breeding, and so it helps me like kind of like see the progress and like see like where they are kind of along like right, uh, right. their development cycle and whatnot. And it's, it's really helpful for me. Otherwise I'd be driving myself crazy. Cause yeah. I would be just wondering, just wondering like how far along is she? How, Pretty is much. This it? Is that it? So shout out to you for uh, being able to go through it and like, not go crazy. I know me personally, I would go crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I think at this point, man, I just like, I kind of just have it down like just, i just know my animals man like for the most part like when you, when you get to this point where you like most of the stuff i've hatched like i've watched it grow up like so um it's you get that point you see them every day it's like all right you start to pick up on those signs a little bit more um and then i tell people all the time like like the, the people that kind of knew the hobby like like man i think this female's gonna lay i think i may miss her ovulation i was like all right so how about this go in and mess up the bedding like just straighten them all back out and place it back down if she Gets back over that hot spot and she circles all that stuff out. She pushes the bed into the side. You're probably about three weeks to a month out. Okay. You know, it depends on where you, when you saw it, you maybe a couple, but like she's, she's pretty close. I, I would say three weeks a month, probably even closer to like that two weeks, two to three weeks out. So I do that all the time. Like I like, man, I get a female. Like, all right. Well, I, I was like, I think I might've missed my, an ovulation. The ovulation was kind of weak. You know, I was like, all right, well, mess the bedding back up. Set her back in and literally like that night, go back in the following morning, it's all pushes aside. I'm like, all right, she's gonna be laying pretty soon. 
Okay, yeah, that's that's an intimate trick. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going um going back to what I had forgot. What I was going to ask you is like, so do you keep like the records of like how long from prelay shed to when they lay and stuff like that? Do you track all of that? I try. I try to man, just a little bit in the sense of like, um, just so I know. But for the most part, it's just you know when she laid. I kind of backtrack from there. I know like after you know after prelay shed she's gonna i mean after ovulation i'm gonna get prelay shed about you know 15 ish or so days later you know she's gonna go into that that prelay shed so um you kind of figure it all out from there and then from there i just kind of backtrack in terms of like when i need to when she needs to see that that first lock you know the next season if she's up to size so um i keep track of that stuff but i'm not overly in depth in terms of like the 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 sheds and ovulations and that type of thing i kind of i, I if i see it i'll track it but um, like like I said, some of these females they they get pretty they're getting pretty big, they're pretty girthy. It's like some of the ovulations may be a little little weaker. It's like maybe like ah, um. So I'll I'll keep I'll note it, but for the most part, it's like I'll backtrack from from when she laid. So in terms of record keeping, what all are you tracking? So um, I go through I track like feeding, um, I, which is is a bit of a hassle, but like um, I just track you know feeding, um, and then. When I pair um, the dates, if I see a lock, I'll, I'll write down, you know, that. And um, and then if I if I catch an ovulation prelay shed, I'll, I'll, I'll mark it. Um, and then I'll mark what I think is a prelay shed. Like if I'm if, like, say if I miss an ovulation for some reason, um, I'll mark what I think is a prelay shed. That way I can kind of at least time out when I think she may go. Gotcha. And as far as like your clutches and the hatchlings and all that, how are you tracking all that? So um, I use I got a, like reptile scan like way back in the day, gotcha. so um, you know I, I'm playing around with maybe doing something a little bit different. But like I got in so long ago with that, it was like I paid like next to nothing to do it for. And I had so <laughs> many animals on there. It's like it's more of a hassle, just like just switching over to something else versus anything else, you know. Uh, so if uh, if you switched over to like a new record keeping software, which one would you go with? Or at least what you think at this point. I wouldn't even know, man. Um, I probably you know play around with both clutch and uh, uh, what's what's mutation creation? Um, Husbandry Pro. Husbandry Pro. I know. So I know some people that use Husbandry Pro and they like it a lot. So yeah, that's what I use right now. That we use. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think I do. Know, Honestly, I have I have I have it on my phone just to kind of like play with it, and I I just never uploaded any animals. So. <laughs> So I think you can uh, do like a data dump from Reptile Scan. Oh, can you? Into like a CSV file and upload it all to Husbandry Pro. Yeah. I think you can do that. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So that'll save you some time. It's like so as nip- many animals as I have. I was like, man, that would take forever. Yeah. So, I was, so I got into Husbandry Pro like early into it because at okay. first I was just using the spreadsheet. Um, Cause yeah. I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff in spreadsheets, and so like my default is to go to a spreadsheet, but that quickly became a hassle. It's like that's not yeah. working, and so um, I think I tried Reptile Scan for a little bit, and then um, I tr- I tried like the free version or whatever, and then I tried like yeah. Husbandry Pro for a while, and I just end up sticking with Husbandry Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably play around both those, man, and, and if I had to switch, and you know, I may look at it just because sometimes like it's like. The scanner doesn't work, but like everything's like everything's labeled, man. Like it's like I got cars, like it's all it's just it's a, it's more of a hassle than than anything, man. But 
at, at one of these one of these points, I may I may I may switch back over some different. Yeah, thing. that's what uh, that's the hard thing about switching like from to a new software. It's just like getting everything over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, just uh, changing up the way you've been doing everything for a while. Yeah, how big how big is your collection right now? Uh, probably a little bit over a hundred animals, like uh, right okay. now, and that's including like recent hatchlings too. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because we just had uh, three clutches hatch in probably the last month or so. Okay. Nice. And so. Yeah. Um, so even, even there, like trying to move over like a hundred animals, man. Like. It's that's lot. enough to distract you from not doing it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot, bro. You know. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of where I'm at, man. It's like I, I have so many animals. Like, all right, well, that would take so long, but. Yeah, like you said, put put in an Excel file like that, that download, whatever, and just dumping it in. If that would work, that may be something I may play around with at some point. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Check it out. Like, I didn't upload mine that way, but you can do it. Though. Yeah, yeah, nice. Because when I started uh, doing mine, I didn't have a bunch of animals at all, and so it was just easy just to go in there and do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like, like if your collection's a little smaller, it's like it's not, it's not as much of a deterrent. But you get over that hundred number, and it's like yeah, it becomes a barrier to entry. Hey, <laughs> so um, yeah, that stuff it's it looks interesting, and it's funny because like even then, it's like I'll I'll upload a, maybe a, I'll put a few animals on there and play around with it, see if I like it better. Because um, you can put I don't I don't remember how many animals you, you can put on there for for free and just try it out. But um, I like I had a few people that were like, man, they they like it a lot, husband for a lot, and it's like. I just never even put did that part of it. I was like, man, how am I gonna put hundred plus animals on here if I can't put even five? I can't even put five animals on here, let alone hundred plus. Like, <laughs> and it's a bunch of stuff you can track on there, but I don't track all the stuff you can track. Yeah, because I mean, if you track all that, like that's a lot of work. Like for a while, like I was tracking feedings. I was I was tracking a whole bunch of stuff, but then like yeah. I start reducing like the amount of stuff that i was tracking and just really kind of boiled it down to like certain key things and most okay. of it is uh centered around like breeding so like i'll i'll log the animal in the system like whenever i get it and so like okay. put in all the information and then i'll tag it so i can do like easy lookups later um i'll upload pictures uh when i remember to do it sometimes i don't remember to upload a picture to it but like i'll do all like the basic demographic information and yeah. set it up and then from there uh i'm really not tracking that much into its breeding time right and so then i'm tracking like pairings i'm tracking like ovulations i'm tracking like clutches and stuff like that yeah and converting clutches to animals and stuff like that but i'm mostly tracking breeding activities in there okay yeah that, that's interesting man i've, I've actually because like the, like the collection has gotten so large man I've, I've played around with not even tracking feedings because like i know i feed everything so it's like I know I know what's eating exactly. Um, I know where everything is. It's like now if I I, I move some things around, rearrange some things, I may it may take a little bit to find something, but like I know what what's eating, what's not eating, um, where we're at, and uh, just on top of my head, whatever it is. So um, I play around that. I think about that too because sometimes like when they're like the scanner does it's buggy, doesn't really work. Like I'm like, why am I even doing this? I know this. I know the snake eats all the damn time. Like, you know so. Um, I've actually been playing around with like with not doing it. I think that would save me a little bit of time just not going through and scanning everything. Yeah, it does save some time. Um, because I'm like you, like I know who's eating, who's not. And so like 
do I need to track all the feedings? So the feedings I do track are like hatching and stuff. So I track those like yeah. um I track those religiously just to make sure everyone's getting um off on a good start. And yep. so like I'll track that, but I have like a card taped to and I even changed the way I did it because I used to have it written down in a notebook. But I was like, yeah, this this is too much because I gotta find the notebook, I gotta find the yeah. pen, I gotta do all that. And so now I got like a pen like right there, like in like a little magnetic cup right there um near the rack. And right. I got like cards right on there. And so now I can okay. just like mark it right on the card once I see it yeah. eat. And so like boom, got it right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I do the note card thing too. It's right there, just fill it out and keep going. So yeah, yeah. I, I, even like up to last week, I was I was in there feeding. It was late, man. I was like, do I really want to go through and scan all these? So <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably gonna be the next thing to go off of not recording is is not recording feedings, at least for established animals. Hatchlings will still get yeah. that same feeding, man. But established animals, I think I'm good on that stuff. Because, I mean, I was asking myself, it was like, why am I tracking it? Like, am I using this data? And it was like, I'm not really using it. So I just I, I just stopped. I, just I stopped. will say this. The <laughs> only thing I really kind of use it for is, like, if I have a female that, like, maybe she got a late start eating, like, she maybe missed a couple weeks, like, after she laid, um, I remember back in the day, Barcheck said something about like the number of meals he wanted to get into a female before she, before he bred her again. Uh, and so, um, that magical number is like 24, 26, something, something like that. Right. So, um, I look at that. So I would go back and go like, all right, maybe this female had a bit of a slow start. Um, and then I'll go back and I'll count like, I was like, oh, she's on 18 or 19 feedings. I was like, I'll pair her. And she looks good body weight. looks good. Let's see. Let's get that one lock in early and see if she ramps up her feeding, and see what her response is. So, like, that's really it. But honestly, I feel like now I still know all that. I still know, like, man, after she laid, did she eat well? Yes or no? Like, so I think for me, like, that's that's probably the next thing to go because I've been here late sometimes, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's gonna take me 15, 20 minutes to log on stuff, especially this buggy. I was like. <laughs> 15, 15 20 minutes of sleep i could get so i, 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 I think i'm already sold i'm like i'm talking myself into it i'm not recording no, no more feedings. <laughs> so, yeah in anywhere you can um save some time and it makes sense and it's absolutely you're still like meeting and doing everything you need to do yeah absolutely bro so uh oh i forgot what i was about to say again It'll come back to me at some point. Maybe it was a comment or something. I saw. I can't remember what I was about to say, but anyway, it'll come back to me. But yeah, I constantly just try to look at stuff. Like right now, I'm like a sponge, and I'll, I'll probably I'll always be like that, at least to an extent. Like certain things, I'll probably like that'll become like the way I do it, and I'll have enough experience to know like. Hey, this is gonna be the way I'm gonna do it, and this is why, and I can like help pull others along. But like, I listen to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if if you got like a helpful tip, I'll listen. Some stuff I might try, some stuff I might not try. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying to get better because I mean, the more efficient you can make it, the better. Yeah, honestly, I, 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 I just think that's a good life thing. I feel like I can learn from anyone. I don't really care like what you do, what your walk of life is. Like, I can I can learn from anybody. You may have like a something that worked for you over there, and it's like, oh man, like I didn't even think about that, you know. So, um, definitely, it's one of those things like you just you stay open to constantly like learning from people, and because the animals are always teaching you something. Like, 
even take the whole DG thing, like, they had that, no clue. Like, I had no clue what polygenetic meant, like, what, <laughs> a month ago. I was like, what, what the heck does that mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're always learning something, man. So, yeah, I think it's a solid way to be in life, man. Just kind of, like, always be learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, like, I had heard the term poly, uh, polygenetic or polygenic. But um, I hadn't really, like, looked into it too tough before the DG stuff. And then, like, with the DG, given that that was a project that I'm in, like, now it's like, hey, I need to pay more attention to this so I can understand it. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to learn. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It's fascinating, man. It's it's like whenever I talk to, like, non-reptile people or they find out these snakes, it's like trying to explain, like, the genetic stuff, man. It's like, try, how can I, like, simplify this and, and dumb it down a little bit? Because, like, and it, it always interests people. It, I mean, even if they don't like snakes, it's like, they're like, man, like, that's really interesting. I wouldn't keep a snake. I'm sc- still scared of them, but, like, <laughs> yeah. they start asking questions, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting, man. And let's say you're always, always learning something, man. Always learning something, man. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I know a lot of people who do that exact same thing. Like, they're not trying to keep any snakes, but they're very intrigued about what you're doing. So, like, they have, like, a ton of questions. And it's always fun, like, because – and especially like people who before, like when you first talk to them about the snakes, they're like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. But now they got questions. And so yeah. it's like, cool. And so it's like, just kind of like tinkering away, tinkering away, tinkering away. A little, bit, a little bit of time. A little bit yeah. of time. Yeah. You might not become a keeper, but at least you'll be more tolerant and you understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, man. That's dope. That's super dope, man. All right, bro. So we're pulling up on an hour and a half. So I definitely want to get these wrap up questions man, in. Great, so, say again. That was quick, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. It just time flies, man. I, I happen to look over. It's like, oh, we already had an hour and a half. Yeah. So I do got the uh the wrap-up questions. Yeah, let's so do it, bro. The first one is if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? That's tough, man. Uh honestly, like it for me, man, it's probably not about where I live. Um, it's more about like who could I bring with me? Like I like, oh, so nice. I'm here in Arizona, like, um, and I love Arizona, you know, I mean, now it's not the greatest place to be cause it's 111 out, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if I could pack up like all the people that mean the world to me and move them here, that'd be dope. That's what's up. That's a great answer, bro. You said it's 111? 111. Yeah. Heat? Yeah. I, what's that? Dry heat too. Yeah. It's dry heat, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like standing from the oven, you know? So. Uh, and it's not getting any better. It's 111, 114, 115. Like it's it's just the whole next least week we can have. Like it's it's crazy. That's wild. So was it a hard adjustment when you came from Nebraska to Arizona? Like as far as like the weather? Um, you know, it the 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 summers like your blood thins out pretty quick. So you you just kind of get used to it. you don't go outside a whole lot during especially during the day, especially if it's 115 out now pass. Um, <laughs> And uh, for me, I think the first part was just like the winters because it's so nice. Like I remember being like out here and it was like 60 degrees, 50 degrees. And it's like I was back then. I was like, man, that's short. That's shorts. That's shorts and hoodie weather, you know. So <laughs> um, now now my blood's thinned out quite a bit. Now I'm like, uh, let me throw on these joggers and grab a hoodie and a, and a hat. <laughs> and uh, your blood thins out quick, man. But the, the weather adjustment took like really like two summers. It's, it's, and then your blood thins out and it's like. If it's under 75 degrees, you're like, man, it's cold. 
<laughs> have you been to uh, Florida? I have Florida? been uh, way back in the day. I've been to like we went to Orlando. Um, okay, I want to get out there for a show at some. You got to come to Daytona, bro. Is no joke, no joke. Not to say it again. That humidity, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I was about I to say. Like, come to Daytona, experience this heat and humidity. It's like, it's it's crazy, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's crazy. Lucky. And that's how that's exactly how it is. It had rained for like probably like two, three weeks straight here. Okay. And now it hadn't really been raining that much, but it's been like hot as hell. Like I got in the car the other day and the temperature read 108. Like it wasn't really 108 outside, but you know yeah. how like the thermometer and um your vehicle get hotter than what yep. it yep. is outside. But it did feel like about a hundred. It was probably like in the high nineties though. Yeah. Yeah. See, so yeah. out here it'd be like it'd be like reverse. It's like in the summer you got to your car and it's like It'll read like 115, but it'll be like 113 outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, it, yeah, it's, it, that part's wild, man. But, um, you know, the thing that weather-wise, one of the things that got me, so here in the summers, we have like monsoons or whatever. And you just got like, it rains really hard in like just a certain area. So I remember even back in the day being at like, being at like a light and it's pouring on my side of the street where I'm at, just at a red light. Other side of the street, not rain, bone dry. <laughs> so we get we get rain and look like little patches. So in the summer, it's like, you know, you know, ass. I got rain in my house like last night, but it'll, it'll just be like isolated areas around the valley. It's crazy, man. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, yeah. All right. So next question: If you won ten million dollars tomorrow, how would you use it? I love this question, man, because uh, I work in the financial industry and we, we talk, chat about this like all the time, especially when when the Powerball gets pretty high, you know. So, uh, man, like first thing I wouldn't do is I wouldn't tell nobody. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, I would um, I would, you know, family foundation, um, you know, some things there that are pretty like near and dear to my heart. And last that point, uh, growing up, I had a brother who was handicapped. So um, would definitely love to give back to some families that like that need it. So family foundation on that from that standpoint, uh, donor advised funds. So I could donate to some things privately and not like, so people wouldn't know I could just donate anonymously, anonymously. Um, and then from there, it's, you know, throwing it in the market and, and taking advantage of some leverage with these financial institutions, though, they allow you to kind of like borrow on your, on your, on your securities, your equities. So, um, flip that and buy some real estate with that. So I stayed, market on one side real estate on the other some 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 apartments that type of thing and and snowball that that income that's pretty much it and then of course have a really cool snake room <laughs> nice you gotta have that <laughs> absolutely, absolutely man all right so if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive who would it be and why so um First one up, going back to that that don't that foundation family foundation thing. Um, my little brother had muscular dystrophy growing up. Um, he passed away at six. And uh, strange thing is, I saw when I when I did this man like today's his birthday, so uh, he would have turned thirty six today. Oh, um, good, so uh, definitely would love to uh, to to wish him happy birthday and and take him out to dinner, man. Um, and uh, just kind of real quick, man, like on that. Like me, and my brother. I'm not sure my brother's in the chat. He's probably at work, but if you watches this back, man, um, we keep my little brother's memory alive just with our kids, man. Our kids uh, have our our middle 
names for our kids are a combination from my little brother's actual name. So uh, you keep them alive, man, and and uh, keep talking about them. But that's number one on the list right there for me. So um, number two, man, um, I'm a big sports fan. My, my, my heroes growing up were always athletes. So um, it had to be Kobe being Bryant, man. I'm a, I'm a huge Kobe fan. Nice. So uh, definitely would love to have a conversation with him, love to have dinner with him, man. Um, and then lastly, um, I think this guy is so fascinating, James Baldwin. Um, I just from an, an author standpoint, the stuff he's yeah. going through back in, the, in the, that time frame and would love to have a conversation with him, man. I think he just I'd find him so fascinating. What would you ask him? James Baldwin, what would I ask him? Yeah. Man, I think like I think in this day and age with like the invention of like social media and like rallying around causes, it's a lot easier. You know, I hear, you know, we hear stories back then about like um, you know, rallying guys that were big in like the civil rights era, like there's no there's no Twitter, there's no Facebook, like they ended up being in it just sometimes out he's from Harlem and, and Malcolm X is from Harlem and they're in the same place at the same time, listening to each other speak. And they had this affinity for one another because they know each other's work. It's like, one, how to get the work out there? How'd you, how'd you get, rally around like people? Um, especially after you moved to France, like that type of thing. Like, you know, so um, that whole dynamic of, of how they, they levered resources and levered their, leveraged their voices and, and, and that, and wonder how that worked. Um, also him being like a, queer guy back in like the 50s and 60s um and and what that dynamic was like with other kind of live leaders uh you know there's some he, he mentioned a while back about how you know he, he thought you know mlk didn't really like him so much because of his sexuality type of thing so just navigating those types of conversations and, and conversations that we're still having to this day um how he kind of navigated that back then i think that'd be just a, a fascinating conversation yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, bro, hundred percent. Yeah, those are some good, those are some good answers, bro. Yeah, man. When I when I found out I was gonna be on, I was like, I was like, I thought instantly thought about those. Like, let's bang out these three. I was like, I knew, I knew the first couple, kind of couple, man. But like, all right, that that's that's yeah, those that'd be ideal, man. Nice, nice, yeah, good answers, well thought out, yeah. Appreciate Salute, bro, for sure. All right, bro. So, um. We're at like 9.40 right now. So is there anything you want to tell everybody uh, before we wrap it up tonight? Nah, man. Um, just I appreciate everybody that rocks with me, man, that, that pays attention to my, my fledgling YouTube channel, um, that, that you know, comments on my posts, that type of thing, man. It's it's really encouraging um, to have people that are supportive of you and what you're doing, man. So um, all y'all, man, I appreciate you. Yes, sir, 100%. And we got your links uh, in the description of this video. So anybody listening who's not following, please make sure you go follow Marvin and Elegant Anomaly Reptiles. I feel like I was going to get tongue-tied when I said it. <laughs> but make sure you go follow everywhere. Check it out. Dope YouTube videos, dope content. Definitely check that out. Appreciate everybody coming out and supporting us tonight. Appreciate all the folks who's going to come by later and listen to the replay. Shout out to the audio only game. We really appreciate all of the support. So with that, we are going to wrap it up. Thank y'all for coming out. Be blessed. Peace.